0: You're listening to the Nightlight Radio Network. This is Dr. Zohara Herodimus, co-host of 21st Century Radio. We are happy to present this rebroadcast of our show on Nightlight. Enjoy. Our next author has written many books, one of them, Falling into the Arms of God, Meditations with Teresa Avila. And she joined me before to discuss that. Megan Don is her name. Her most recent book, Sacred Companion, Sacred Community, Reflections with Claire of Assisi. And as you're going to discover the long hidden teachings of Claire of Assisi, help us better understand another person, better well-known perhaps, St. Francis of Assisi. Our guest Megan Don, Megan Don, explores how this holy companionship teaches us about intimacy, friendship, and community— And uh, we'll go right into that. And thank you so much, Megan, for joining us.
1: Oh, thank you, Zoe, for having me. It's a pleasure to be back with you again.
0: Share with us a little bit about Claire of Assisi, who she was, because perhaps our audience doesn't know about her.
1: Sure. Um, Claire of Assisi was the spiritual companion of St. Francis of Assisi. Um, She was, in many ways, uh, a teacher to him, a counsel. And she would often hold him in uh, times of his darkness. She was also the founder of the Poor Claire's uh, community. Um, she was a great leader and community builder and what I would describe uh, one of the, the very early peacemakers. Um, her name, Claire, actually means, is Chiara in Italian, which means light. And uh, so she was really seen as a bringer of the light um, to the world at that time. And I feel very much that she's still present with us today.
0: When you look at the world today, and there is a difference between a patriarchy or a matriarchy and now, God willing, moving into the balance of an equal mm-hmm. um, way of being spiritual, what what does Claire of Assisi as a woman of peace show us about, I guess, women and, and why women have so much to contribute?
1: Well, I think it was is really her understanding of creating community where she was very adamant about not raising yourself above another, no matter what role you had within community um, and she sought counsel from many people and understood that that was. That was the way that the community formed was by deep listening to people. And she was, I would say, uh, very skilled at going into the deep silence. And she would always ask her sisters and, and the community to take anything that they are, they are experiencing into the deep silence and let everything emerge from that place, and I, which I think really brought them into a deep oneness and unity.
0: Um, Our culture doesn't foster an appreciation for silence. In fact, as women, if you take a breath in your sentence, someone jumps in. So share with us the, the, the reality of silence as part of spiritual development.
1: Um, Well, I understand uh, the silence as as being like a womb. So in that womb, it contains absolutely everything. It contains the darkness. It contains the emotional pain. It contains the spiritual revelation. Um, It is the holder of all. And I think when we really sink deep into that silence, it can be frightening to start with because of what we may encounter within ourselves. But as we we fall deeper and deeper into it, I think we we find that we're really being held by something much greater. Um, And the contemplative traditions, you know, I think really understand this, that it also broadens and enlightens the mind. Um, and in fact, you know there are some beautiful uh, sources, uh, the Hammadi sources, which really celebrate this this womb of silence and also this place of understanding that this is where true compassion actually arises from.
0: Now, pilgrimages have a long history in the spiritual traditions of the world, and I understand you also are leading a pilgrimage to Assisi. Tell our audience about that.
1: That's right. Um, at the end of October, I will be taking a small group of people across to Assisi, and this is particularly, um, I was there last year, and I was quite astounded, So actually, at the emanation of the spiritual power of Assisi. I mean, I knew it would be special, but it was far beyond my expectations. Um, Claire and Francis are still very much alive. The holiness and the wholeness of their lives, I think, is, is penetrating and is being absorbed by the land, and also the people, the generation of people, hold that. Um, so the pilgrimage I'll be taking is really going to be a combination of visiting the sacred sites of Claire and Francis, uh, of the caves where they meditated, the hills where they wandered, um, the different places that Claire lived and Francis lived. Um, and also it will be a spiritual retreat. So we ourselves will be going into the depths of that silence and opening to what Assisi has to offer. In fact, just recently I was told that many people, after coming from Assisi, uh, being given visions of their their path in life. In fact, even the, the fellow who uh, invented the polio vaccination received the inspiration for the vaccination while he was in Assisi, and I believe that this is a common occurrence for people. So it is a place filled with much, much light.
0: Oh, it's beautiful. And you can learn more again about Megan Don's um, programs and her classes. She is also a sound healer with abilities recognized by the aboriginal women of Australia and the Marora people of New Zealand. You can go to Megan Don's most recent book, Sacred Companions, Sacred Community from iUniverse. So you've now written on Teresa of Avila, now Claire of Assisi. Mm -hmm. Um, I myself just finished a book on the seven prophetesses of Israel. So we'd have to do some off off offline chat about the women of holy traditions. What do you see the two women sharing in common?
1: Um, I think that a great strength of spirit. Both of them, um, I think, uh, encountered incredible obstacles in their on their path. And just their, you know, spiritual obstinacy, I think, got them through. Um, both suffered many, many disappointments. Both went through incredible Ego cleansings um,
0: As do we all As Uh do
1: we all And that's why I think That they're such Wonderful guides for us Because they've been there And they know the road (laughs) And they can offer Their their assistance Mm -hmm. to us And
0: and Um, you know It's interesting That's what I found About the prophetesses Is is that their uh very lives Are as much of their teaching As the teachings themselves
1: Exactly Yes And and I'm very interested To read that book Because it sounds fascinating
0: (laughs) (laughs) We're going to run out of time And I want to be sure To touch on some Of the important things you found in terms of um, how we we experience divinity in our daily lives, in our partnerships, in our sexuality. I mean, it's not just just in the head. I mean, we have a body too.
1: Exactly, and I think this is what I really do touch on in uh, the book is that we really need to come back to our sensual, erotic nature and bringing it um, into. Uh, Cohesion and, and unity with our spirituality, um, and I, I really see our sexuality as a pathway to experiencing the divine. Um, and and I think, as you say, you know, it's our bodies that contain a lot of wisdom. If we can fall out of the mind and into the body, um, that 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 will open up for us in whole new ways um, that that we haven't even encountered yet.
0: And and both of these mystic women wrote of that and and one experience is through their language of the divine this great um, eroticism that we see in the Song of Songs as an example.
1: Exactly, yes, both. I mean, this is a common thing of the mystics, where they really enter into the erotic. And um, and, and sort of of the the belief that I really believe, especially um, Claire, would have been very happy to have uh, ventured into that on a physical level, but uh, Francis, I think, was absolutely terrified.
0: <laughs> which which you do find in these in some of the ascetic traditions is that it becomes so taboo that one can't even relate anymore to having a body
1: uh, exactly yes yes and and i think too that really once women really enter into their bodies and into the sacredness of them Uh, Sometimes that can be intimidating for men um, Mm -hmm. Which I think it could have been for Francis
0: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: But uh, that's what I think perhaps a gift that the women can bring Is an opening also to men So that they can join in that and find their own Sensual and spiritual eroticism
0: When you write about these women's lives How does it change you?
1: Oh, (laughs) um, it changes my life enormously I mean, it's... it's, I live every word that I write, and I am taken into the depths of their teachings, and my life is constantly turned upside down and inside out because of them, um, and I feel incredibly blessed by that. Um, uh, it, it, it's just so many ways. I think my own personal uh, intimacy level has increased enormously, um, my my. Entering into community has increased, and just the whole, I guess there's a spaciousness of soul, I think would be the, the best way to put it. There's a, a much more emptying going on and a greater spaciousness to allow the grace of spirit.
0: That's beautifully said. Earlier, we were joined by Russell Targ, and he talks so much about his own Buddhist practice of spaciousness, Mm. and that when we enter that spaciousness and let go of our egos, and in the tradition I'm a student of, when we really experience Mm self-nullification, sort of becoming hollow like a flute, Mm -hmm. then spirit really can play through us.
1: Absolutely, and that's that's what I find with the sound. I work a lot with the body and with sound because I find that that can open one up and really create that space, um, which really does allow spirit to come in and grace us in ways we wouldn't even imagine.
0: Yeah, in the Kabbalistic tradition and of the seven prophetesses and studying them, discovering that the Holy Spirit's available to any one of us at Absolutely. any time in any place if, if we can um, get out of the way.
1: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well,
0: yes. I, I want to thank you, Megan. Um, I want to encourage people to follow up with you. You offer a lot of programs during the year. Megan Don's most recent book, Sacred Companion, Sacred Community, Reflections with Claire of Assisi, again, an iUniverse 2008 release. And thank you so much for being with us.
1: Great. Thank you so much.
0: That's the end of the hour. 21st Century Radio is produced by Hieronymus and Company. Our executive producer and research assistant is Laura Courtner. I'm Dr. Zohara Hieronymus, and remember, we do need more love in the world.